0: to inform and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. Come on,
1: sir. Anybody need them? There's a question that someone asked, and, and, and I think it would be good for us to address it even today, is why do you think the Lord gave the Ten
2: Commandments? The Ten Commandments were given at a time before the dispensation of grace. It was like a mirror for the people of God to see themselves. I believe it was intended to point people to God and to their understanding for their need for God. God was showing them that without him and left to your own human devices, you could never be right in his sight. So he gave them rules for living. But the truth is that without him and his grace, they could not keep them. But he gave them to them anyway that they might see and understand for themselves. For he has said in his scripture in James that whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. So you can keep nine of them, break one, and you're guilty of all ten. They show us what God already knew that man's heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. According to Jeremiah, without God, there is none righteous. No, not one, not even you. According to Romans, all of us are unclean and our righteousness is as filthy as dirty rags in the sight of God. Since Israel had said we will do all that the Lord commands. And they did not yet realize that their works, their good living was in adequate to enter into the presence of a holy God God gave the ten Commandments to Moses and you do need to know it was God that gave the commandments not Moses these are the commandments God gave to Moses and he gave them to expose the condition of their and our hearts to reveal the sin that's already there God did not give the commandments to save us from judgment God gave them to show us that we are condemned already and that we We need a savior, but glory be to God. He provided that savior through Jesus Christ. They should make us thirsty for the grace of God that is freely available in Christ Jesus. Thank you, listener, for your
1: question. Sometimes I'm amazed at how few people know of the Ten Commandments. Newsweek did a poll once that showed only 49% of all Protestants and 44% of all Catholics could name even four of the Ten Commandments. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> that's sad. That's sad. The 10 commandments are just as important to you today as they were to the Israelites centuries ago, because the commandments are God's methods for liberating us to experience blessings we could never imagine possible. Amen.
2: In Exodus chapter 20, that's where you'll find God having given uh, Moses what those commandments were to be. And I'm going to read a few verses in your hearing, and then we'll just go through these one by one. And talk about what they mean to us today in 20 Exodus 20 verses 1 through 3 it says and God spake all these words saying I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt out of the house of bondage mm. thou shalt have no graven no other god before me you know what you're you're saying verse 2
1: it says I am the Lord thy God he says I brought you out of the land of Egypt and that was a land of where the Israelites were in bondage and if we can think about it ourselves that God loved us so much that he delivered us out of our own bondage whether you were a slave to alcohol or drugs where you mentally were con- held captive in your own mind whether you are held captive by disease or, or some type of infirmity he's we, saying we all had our own we all Bondages and God says basically He was telling them, Remember that I delivered you. I brought you unto myself. You were lost. He said, I brought you unto myself. And, and, and that's sister, the you know reason the thing why. about
2: Egypt. When when he brought them out, they were slaves in Egypt. Yes, they were. And you might not consider yourself a slave to the things that have you bound, but the truth is you are a slave to those addictions, and you're a slave to those things that that's you can't right. break yourself free from. And you need God to bring you up out of that bondage and that, that slavery.
1: Absolutely and that's the reason why he says in verse 3 it says thou shall have no other gods before me. He said because I'm the only God that's able to deliver. He says I'm Amen. the only one that have that dudamous power to deliver you and, and, and break for you. And that love for you. So all those miracles I did for you as you were being led out of Egypt. I want you to know that it was me that parted the water. It was me that felt you, fed you or going to feed, gonna feed You through the wilderness, you are not to give or, or give attribute of what I've done to any other person or any other God. You are to forsake the worship of the Egyptians and follow the one and
2: true and only living God. It's like when you do something that you think was really good for someone and you're pretty happy that you did it for them and it really changed their life and made an impact in their destiny. And then you hear them speaking of it to someone else and you know it was you. There's no equivocating about it. It was you and only you that helped them. And then they give that credit to someone else. It makes your heart sink because you wonder where is their thankfulness? Where is their gratefulness? Where is their gratitude to you? and that's what God is saying don't take my glory and give it to anyone else don't put up another God before me because when you were destitute and without hope when you were in bondage and had nobody to come see about you cried for years and years and years and nothing was there for you but I sent a deliverer and it was my hand that brought you out and I want the glory when you tell this story to your Mm. children when you write it in the books when you rehearse it in your songs give me the glory
1: and you know what I can hear it even in your voice he's saying don't get it twisted don't Don't give it to somebody else I want you to know it was God Jehovah that brought you out and even in verse 4 it says thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of the things that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth he said because when you take it and you build with your own hands you carved out of wood that I've created, an image that you feel that you can worship because maybe I require too much of you. Do not put me into a a box. Don't try to grave who you think I am. Some people think God is a bird or he is the sun. He says, no, I don't want nobody getting it twisted. I am the Lord God Almighty. Listen, when you carve an image and say this is who I'm going to worship, when trouble comes, will that would that wooden thing be able to deliver you when floods come will he be able to carry you out no I've seen it where in the foreign countries when floods will come through that land rushing the first thing that they would grab would be an image of what they worship and they would carry it to the highest mountain mm.
2: to, get to, to get away from the flood that's where the error comes in Romans chapter 1 the Bible says that because that when they knew God they glorified yes. him not as God they were not thankful they became vain in their imaginations their foolish hearts were darkened professing themselves they thought they were so smart but they were fools they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible men and birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things it said but watch out because God gave them up he turned them over to the uncleanness through their lust of their hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves you don't want to change the glory of god you don't want to bow and worship things inanimate objects you don't want to worship the creature more than the creator the only one that's blessed and worthy of your praise and your honor you don't want to fall into the error that they fought, fell into so we want to honor the lord our God and have no graven image no idol before him give his glory to none of i'm telling so how does that relate to us today when
1: we lift up our own in- when we refuse to ask God the direction in which he wants to take us, when we as a country refuse to or honor him, when we refuse to say one nation under God, when we have lifted up the laws of the land higher than we lift up God, when we declare that we know the way and you don't, when we are puffed up man and said, that's the one I want to worship. And no matter if he's wrong, I'm going to still stand and give him the glory. God is saying, do not do do that he said because no one can take his glory
2: and live and just like he brought Israel out of Egypt and delivered them from their slavery and bondage he blessed the founders of this great nation to develop a nation unlike unparalleled to any other nation that's ever existed I mean one more prosperous than any other nation they had flaws we all have flaws but they built it and founded it upon Christian principles and now we have become the greatest nation on the face of the earth and now we want to take up the things that brought us over that got us through the red sea that got us up out of egypt and we want to cast the word and the remembrance of god behind our back and we want to act as though it was the strength of our army it was the strength of our dollar it was the strength of wise people that got us through and made us great it was the lord our god that made us great and we have cast him aside and woe be unto us just like he judged them he will judge us for it you better honor God because it is only God that brought you through only God God. that made you great and only God that can deliver you he will call smaller nations with weaker armies to defeat you if you don't honor him Mm, to drive you back to him how good
1: God is the number five verse five it says thou shall not bow down thyself to them to the images, nor serve them For the for I the Lord thy God Am a jealous God He says visiting the iniquity of the Fathers upon the children unto the Third and fourth generation of them That hate me verse 7 It says thou shall not take the Name of the Lord thy God In vain and we need to be Careful because we'll say in our Conversation we will damn God and he's saying do Not take my name in vain There are many things that we Say that does not honor the name of God. Matter of fact, in the Bible he told one of the prophets, he says, Israel have sinned. They have taken my word and have and taken my name and have tossed it behind them as it were behind their back, meaning that they said, Oh, it's nothing to this name, this nothing to this word, and they have just forgotten the name of the Lord. And he's saying here, Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. He's saying that my name shall always be honored when it's released from your lips. My name shall always be uh, honored when it's in your heart. And many of us can think about today and how God's name has been taken in vain. And and really, what he's saying is that
2: don't use it irreverently or in false affirmations or in a way that impugns the very character of God. You need to hollow his name. Hollow it be thy name. You need to make his name holy. I mean, there was a time when the people of God wouldn't in Israel, they wouldn't even even say it or write his name out whole because they didn't think they were worthy to even write the name, let alone say the name, let alone take it in vain. We need to hollow out the name of the Lord. Hollow it be, make it sacred. Make it something that is holy to you. That's right. Sacred and holy and hollow it be thy name.
1: You know, when people would tell the story and even when we were growing up, there were certain things that you didn't do in the church. Certain lines lines you didn't. cross you know you didn't dishonor when people would come and men would come into the church they would take off their hats or if they had a bad conversation but when they got in the in the church then they, they would respect the name of the Lord this day we're looking that there is no
2: reverence for the name of the Lord sometimes it's- we reverence the we reverence one another more than we reverence God we worship and serve the preachers and the singers and one another more than we reverence and have regard for the name of God, we need to lift up the Lord and let him be worshiped. And in the day we're living in, it's like his
1: name is despised. despised. If you say in the name of Jesus, people look at you like you crazy. If you mention the name of God, people will shun you. The name of God is despised in this nation. And so therefore, God is saying unto us, do not profane my name. He said, because
2: I will not hold you guiltless i am the lord i am the almighty god i am the one for whom nothing is nothing is too hard i am the shepherd and i am the door i am the good news to the bound and to the poor i am the righteous one i am the lamb i am the ram in the bush for abraham i am the ultimate sacrifice for sin I am your Redeemer, the beginning and the end. Hallowed be His name. He is the I Am.
3: I'm the shepherd and I am the door. I'm the good news to the bound and the poor. I am.
1: Says, I am Jehovah, I am your King, I am your Messiah, David's offspring, I am your high priest, I am the Christ, Mm. I am the resurrection, I am the life, I am, and that goes along with the last. Uh, commandment that we talked about before we went into this song. It says, thou shall not take the Lord's name in vain. He's saying that, listen, if you want to know who I am, if you want to know the correct name, if you want to know, he says, listen, go to my word and find out all my names are listed in there. And when I'm a provider, he says, I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm your provider. When you need peace, his name is called Jehovah Salom. He says, I am your peace. When you need to be in right standing with the Lord. He says, I am Jehovah Taniskanu. I am the Lord God of your righteousness. He said, when you need a healer, he said, I am that as well. I mean, he says that when you need love, know that the banner of love is over you because I am Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, your banner. He said, listen, when you need a shepherd, just call on me. My name is Jehovah Raha." He says that when you need to know that I am the everlasting God, that I am El Olam. he says, when you want to know that I am the one, the Lord of hosts, he says, I'm Jehovah Saba, the Lord of hosts. I mean, he has the many names that that they called him based upon what he did for them, the revelation of who he is. If you want to know his name, just get in the word of God and you will see the name of God and begin to make it personal. He wants you to know his name name instead of taking what others may call him and they will cause you to despise who he is my God and verse and commandments for it or the fourth commandment says Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy and I remember listen you could do whatever you want to when we were growing up on on Monday through Saturday but when it came to Sunday you were getting up going to church when you came home you couldn't do no washing couldn't play no cards there were certain things that you couldn't do on the Sabbath and that even this day, day that was the Lord's day you rest on that day and today now we don't hold the Lord's day in- and it's not really
2: about a day because some people say the Sabbath is really Saturday. It's That's not, right. it's not really a matter of what day you celebrate, but just hollow out just a holler. day and give it to him. Sacrifice some of your time and make him holy. Make something special for God. Save something for God. Oh, my
1: God. And then the commandment five is this honor thy father and thy mother. That's the only camp commandment. that came with a promise. He says so that your days will be long upon the earth. There's some of you that says, well, my father has never been around. But he didn't make it but conditional. That's right. He didn't make it conditional. He says you honor them. You respect them. You call them father. You call them mother. And then if you don't know how to relate to them. Ask him how to relate to your mother who is not there and is not nurturing you. Ask him how to relate to your father that may not have been there at at birth. But, But ask God how you should honor them. Why? So that your days may be long upon the earth. Those who are disrespecting their mother and disrespecting their father, my God, you better watch out because this promise is even true to this day. If I, like I said before, if your mother and your father have not been there, ask him how to relate to them. Ask them how to love them in spite of themselves. Their whole salvation may hinge upon you loving them and you showing them the love of God. The sixth commandment says
2: thou shalt not eat kill. that That's what we talked about a, a few weeks ago, about the blood crying out to God from the ground, the innocent blood crying out to God from the ground. And, and it's not just a, a physical killing. There is also a killing that we do with our tongue. We want to make sure that we don't kill in in word or in deed. Amen. The seventh commandment is this. Thou shall not commit
1: adultery. But well,
2: that's so antiquated in our society now, Thank and that's you. why the things of God are not voted upon by society. He said let God be true and every man a lie." We have come to now we've redefined marriage and we we've changed the meaning of everything depends on what the meaning of is is but you know but his word is so clear and so cut and so dry these are the commandments of God you don't have to keep them but if you don't keep them and you call yourself a Christian you will suffer the consequences of your deeds. Whatever you sow you shall also reap That is a promise from God. You know what?
1: Even when I read this, it's in Hebrews and it talks about, it says that marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. And he said, those who commit a fornication and adultery, he said, ye shall be judged. And I'm telling you right now, this is coming from the extension of. Uh, coming from the the Ten Commandments when he says
2: thou shall not commit adultery. You know what I like is I read a story, an article on the on the uh, internet yesterday I believe and they were asking someone about their opinion about same sex marriage and he summed it up so nicely and I said let that be my response from now on and they asked him well what do you think about this or what's your opinion about this about same sex marriage what do you have to say about it and then really we're trying to catch him. You know, one of those gotcha kind of questions. And he said, it doesn't matter what I think about it. This is what he said. What does God think about it? Now that's what we I need said to do. Let be saying. that be my that's response right, always. Right.
1: It doesn't matter what I think that's about right. it. What does, what does God, God say about, say about it? it? And you know what the thing about it is whether you believe it or not, his word is gonna continue to operate. That God be true.
2: And every man be a liar. Amen. Thank God for that. So so now at least we can all say we know more than four, hopefully. Mm-hmm. We know more than four. My prayer is that we're keeping more than four of them. Oh, Dear God, I thank you that we, Father, hallelujah have been ushered into the space of grace lord and even when we mess up god even when we haven't been able to keep your law father to the letter even when we've fallen by the wayside god you have come in with grace and i say thank you thank you for your amazing grace Oh God you have washed my heart And cleansed my soul Search me O oh God And see if there be any wicked ways in me And everything you find That's contrary to your word Would you clean it up Would you wash me and fill me with you God I pray dear God That you would forgive us of our sins Cleanse us from all unrighteousness God Let us God not take upon us The ways of the world That says that your word is antiquated But let us hide your word in our heart that we would not sin against you. Let us meditate on your word day in and day out God. Let us be like the trees planted by the rivers of water God that bring forth our fruit in due season because we have loved your word and we have kept your word and we have honored your name. Father I thank you that when you look upon us you will see vessels of honor and not dishonor. When you look upon us God you will it will bring a smile to your face. We thank you God for your loving kindness and your tender mercies and I thank you God for your amazing grace by grace we have been saved it is through faith and not of works and we boast in you and in you alone in Jesus name oh Lord who can understand
1: his ways and his errors cleanse thou me from secret faults God keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins let them not have dominion over me God then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. O oh God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in those in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord, we thank you today that you are, God, the filler soul, O oh Father, that you are the refining fire, Father God. O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, bring us forth as pure gold. Cleanse us dear father from the filth of this world And from the sin dear God In the name of Jesus Christ That we will be found acceptable unto you Because Lord we believe and have faith in you And we follow your commandments And when we have fallen short You said that we have an advocate By the name of Jesus Christ That when we have sinned That God that we can come to him And confess our faults And it says that he is great And he is righteous, dear Father, full of compassion to forgive us of our sins. And not only will he forgive us, but he will clean us cleanse us dear father from all our unrighteousness so father we thank you and we praise you and we give you the honor and the glory let no other name come out of our mouths but the name of God let us reverence no other name oh God higher than your name oh God and it is your name that we will give the glory it is your name that we will give the honor and it is your name that we confess that there is power so we thank you in Jesus name we pray amen amen
2: Remember today that God is able, not just able, but well able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think he can do the miraculous. You need to bring to God your faith, your hope and your expectations and let God be God in your life and in your situation. God is able. Mark your calendars now for December 3rd through December the 6th. Pastor Barnita Wright and the Original Glorious Church will host a spiritual warfare conference at 2030 Joyce Avenue in Columbus, Ohio. Block the dates now, December 3rd through December the 6th. You don't want to miss it.
0: We thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.